I need to take a piss and get another beer. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. And I literally mean I'm going to get drunk. I've had two sips off of this drink already, and I feel like I'm going to die. This is why I ask my wife, Lex, to make me something to drink, because whenever she does, she pours me a drink. Here, let me observe for all of the people who are in the show tonight. A 16-ounce glass. A 16-ounce glass that should easily be able to hold ice and a can of Coke. With however much booze you want to put in there to make it feel good. Now, what she pours for me, ice, a little Coke, a whole lot of rum, hands it to me with a full glass. I take a big old sip off of it, realize that my eyeballs are now hairy, and I pour the rest of a half a can of Coke into my drink. Can so, confirm. If you, really, if you really want to get sloshed, my wife is the one to pour the drinks. Oh, you heard him there. I got Zyber joining me tonight. How you feeling, Zyber? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, some things are, are about to happen this coming week. So, yeah, I feel good. I like it. I like when things happen, especially coming in a week. Right? Love it. Love it. Touching tips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, D, how you feeling tonight, man? Feeling pretty good. I've uh, finally got a weekend, a full weekend off, and I've uh, got some booze, and uh, yeah. Yeah, man. And I can see that you were doing some work in that room because it is echoey as hell, which is uh, while it's echoey, it's awesome because I know that you wanted to tear apart that room and do some shit to it. So I'm excited that you're getting it done. Oh, it's all repainted now. It's just I have to rehang the uh, find the studs and I got to rehang the TV in the new wall. Uh, Yeah, I got to bring everything back in. It's been emptied of all the gaming stuff. So, yeah, it's echoey as hell. We were painting the walls, the ceiling. Yeah, it's so wild when you like when you take a room and just tear everything out of it and you don't even think like you don't realize how much noise gets absorbed by just the objects you have there until you take them all out and you're like, hello, 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 hello. On tonight's 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 pod, pod, <laughs> But uh yeah, just like I had the uh I used to have the couch over this, you know, to my left that I'm sitting and, and the TV to the right. Now the TV's gonna be up here. Oh, nice. So you have to turn your head to look at it. Yep. So everything's going to be above the computer and then the couch is going to be back there. It's going to be actually more room. I might actually have less shit in here, uh, thin the gaming collection a little bit and reorganize a little bit so it's nicer and just have like the stuff I'm going to play and, you know, have to display a lot less, but it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be a lot more comfortable. Nice. Bitchin'. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm even going to put it, set up a uh, desk on that side where the couch was, a little desk for the wife. At our computer and set up, uh, you know, the switch and the computer for a little uh, Stardew Valley theme station. Oh, nice. That way we can hear her when we're recording from Alan. That's going to be amazing. It will. Pro- <clears throat> probably me teasing her and getting getting in trouble. Lots of trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will get slapped. There will be blood. All right. Well, first segment of the show. 
what is everybody drinking? You already know that I'm drinking rum. I'm actually trying to finish off this, uh, which ironically is going to be finished off tonight. Uh, I'm trying to finish off this Flor de Cana rum. It's a 12-year-old rum that I had. It's it's really just a straight-up mixing rum. It doesn't taste all that good straight up. And when I say straight up, I mean when you have a half a 16-ounce glass worth of rum and you take a big old slug off the bottom and all it is is rum that you get in your face. Really not good straight. Especially when you were expecting some sort of, of, I say Coke, Pepsi flavor to it. It's really, it's a non-offensive rum. It's got, uh, it's got the typical sugar cane and kind of caramel notes to it. It's nice. You know, if you just, if you're, if you're just looking to drink and just sitting down and just want some booze and just want something that's, you know, rum flavored, this is a good dark rum to just kind of hit into. But it's nothing special, nothing really to write home about. What are you drinking, D? See, I uh, I just grabbed up some uh, Grey Goose. I put the rest of the uh, Grey Goose in and put some Sprite in. And uh, then I'll move on since I'm out of Grey Goose. Uh, my next drink, I'll just uh, use Shmir- the Shmirnoff uh, vodka for that. You know, they're both kind of mixing uh, vodka, so I'm just going to throw in some more Sprite over that. Nice. I'm out of rum, Fair. so, you know. So you remember the purple peaches? Yes. We have to like get together and just make a whole bunch of pur- purple peaches, but not with like the Devil Spring stuff. Just some straight up, like absolute purple peaches. Yeah. Just get completely schnookered off of that and then throw a purple into a garbage can. <sighs> like the old days. And head to the booby club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that uh, remember scores? Yeah. Scores is under different management. It's a different name now. It's not called Scores. It's like Premium Gentleman's Club or something. We have to do that again. I mean, I'm down. I don't think we'll ever get Damoc to go to Baltimore, but I'm down. Dude, so if you ever go to Virginia, never, ever, ever go to a strip joint in Virginia. You literally will see more going to a beach not even a nudie beach like you'll definitely see more if you go to a nudie beach just going to a regular beach you will probably see more you have a better chance of seeing a nipple at a regular beach than you do at a strip point <laughs> the strip club here in virginia well that just Dude, sucks they can't purpose. they can't be nude like they literally have to be wearing at least a bathing suit and the best part is if they for some reason show any part, like they show cooch, they can get fined for it. So they wear double underwear so that there's no chance of anything being shown. The hell? Right. And, and I'm glad you asked. How did I stumble across this travesty? Well, I went and I brought my, my wife out to Virginia Beach. And everybody knows that if you go to a strip joint. You bring a woman with you because they will all flock to your table. And if said woman has any questionable morals or happens to you know, swing both ways or that way, whatever, it means you're getting laid hard that night. Well, let's just say I didn't get laid hard that night because holy crap, we got there and it was like we're sitting there like, all right, we're getting in there. Ubered over like, yeah, Ubered here. Don't have to drive back. We got an Uber back. It's going to be great. We sit down, we start slamming back drinks, and I'm getting the eyes from my wife like I've like I'm, I'm about to be corrected on something. So please, it's my own show. That, you didn't get laid hard that night. That night. What was the balcony about? That was at like one o'clock in the morning. That was the next. That was the next morning. It doesn't okay. count. 
part of that night. Does not count. It was the next morning. It was not that night. See, I'm technically right, which is the best type of being right. Now, is it that, like, is it the ones like, you because know, one place I was, you know, I forget where, but it was just that you, they weren't allowed to be nude if there was alcohol, but if it was, like, say, just alcohol free, they were allowed to be nude. Is it like that, or is it just there's no nudity? So when I asked, because I asked that specific question of like, oh, it's one of those things where you can't be like, I can't drink. Like you can be nude if I'm not, if I'm not drinking. And they're like, no, no, we like in Virginia, you can't. I'm like, I, okay. So I'm going on what the actual stripper told me. Uh, I'm not even gonna say stripper. I'm gonna say what the dancer told me because she didn't strip at all. I'm going about what the dancer told me. And that is even if they were at a juice bar, which is what you're talking about, D. No, they can't be nude. Wait a second, the, but the last time we all went to Comic Con and went to went to Scores, wasn't it all nude? Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Virginia, Maryland. Yeah, uh-huh. so no uh, night uh-huh. moves kind of thing going on there at all. No, no, I would have loved no, dude, dude. We're talking night moves, dude. Like next time I come up, if night moves is open, you want to take me to night moves. Dude. All right. Dude. All right. No problem. I got a. I got a couch. I got a blow up mattress. Blow up mattress probably fits you better than the couch. I mean, it, it's not only the, it's not the mattress that I want to get blown. I actually thought he was going to say he had a blow up doll before I heard mattress, but. I mean, you know what? That would be the – oh, my God. That would be the best part. We skip, we Uber <laughs> back to his place, and he's like, yeah, man, a blow up, a blow up couch or blow up. But, but it's in the closet. I go in the closet. And I, I like the first blow up thing I find is a blow up doll. I blow the thing up and I actually lay down and sleep on the damn thing. He wakes up. And he's just like, nah, it worked. Just goes, goes to the bathroom, comes back out. Eh, it wouldn't be the first time. No, no, it won't be the last either. Oh, somebody posted something in the recording chat. Oh, is that your setup? Oh, that's your setup, Zyber. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta redo my setup at some point in time. I got this uh <clears throat> I actually I have to get a better I have to get a higher chair. I think that's actually my issue because I've got my height of my desk like perfect. But I got the height of my desk perfect if my chair was like two inches higher. Nobody's ever gonna know what I drink. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We got vodka over here. We fun, Come on, man. Get stand it. What you drinking? Drinking cyber. What you got? What you- uh, well, I am drinking a uh, Fetterman's Botanical Rose Lemonade with uh, Hendrix in it. It's actually pretty fucking phenomenal. Ooh, gin and lemonade. Yeah, rose lemonade. That's. I'll take it. Yeah, it's really good, man. I'll take it all day long. It's smooth. Like, it, describe it. It's a little crisp, and then you get that kick uh, of uh, citrus kind of notes um a little blood orange uh citrus note grapefruity uh and some uh juniper berry uh notes all from the hendrix it's really good it's it's nice it's pleasant it's actually quite it refreshing great. especially on a hot day yeah, like that today. sounds real good yeah man today was a scorcher holy hell yeah, it sucked. <clears throat> All right. Well, did I miss anything? 
I don't want. I don't want to step on you there, man. Like you sounded really butthurt about me not getting your drinks right away. No, I'm good. All right. Well, what's your state of games? I want to make sure I don't miss you this All time. Right, my state of games. Uh, I've been playing pretty much just Pokemon the last. Uh, you know, let's see, probably three weeks, and now that uh, Pokehome works for pretty much everything now. Kind of made uh, made things go by pretty quick for the uh, last bit of Pearl. And now I'm on uh, Diamond. Nice. And I have nothing but starters as my starter Pokemon. So I'm, I'm going to see what happens there. Nice. I love it. What about you, D? What's your state of games there, man? Oh, I'm pretty much playing a bunch of um, Pokemon or Chaos, you know, with the wife. And we've been playing some Stardew Valley lately, getting back into that again, <clears throat> which is always a fun game. Other than that, I've been tearing apart the uh, the game room and redoing the whole game room. So <laughs> we finally repainted the whole thing and it's finally dry. So I'm starting to bring the furniture back in. I'm going to bring all the gaming stuff back in soon, too. We actually, we actually repainted awesome. a good part of the house already, so. Awesome. Well, my city games, I've actually been playing, I, I, like, my city games has been lame for the past couple of weeks because I've been in classes. So I've actually finally gotten a chance to jump back in and do some more gaming. So I have been playing a few different games. I jumped in, I played a little bit of Apex Legends because they I haven't played that in a while. They've added a whole bunch of new characters as well as they have like the the map is huge. Um yeah, it was really it was entertaining. Of course I died within like the first 30 seconds, but hey, still fun. Uh, I've been playing a game called Death Road to Canada, which I have yet to beat. Fun little I think it's made an RPG maker. It's a little post-apocalyptic. You're driving a car, trying to make your way to Canada to survive. Um, and you can have a party of up to four. It's an action-style game. You can have, uh, you know, it's basically a, a microman, a little bit of micromanagement. You have to manage your food, manage your, um, manage your gas, get a car, yada, yada, yada. It's a fun little game. It'll, it spends some times. Uh, Vampire Survivors, because I've been, I've almost maxed out everything in that. They uh, released an update, which gave you access to a couple of other characters or one other character. I can't remember. I think it was two other characters. So I've been playing that still. I've unlocked almost everything in that. Nomad Survivor, which is, uh, I guess, kind of what Vampire Survivor was or, or is. or I don't know. I don't know which one came first, but it's same style of game. And I jumped into Skyrim again. Because why the hell not? I haven't been playing any first-person, or sorry, um, single-player games. Like, I haven't really been playing that many good story-driven single-player games. So I jumped into Skyrim. And, of course, when you're talking Skyrim, I modded the hell out of it. So I've got better textures. I've got better NPCs, better blood spatterns. My light in that game looks absolutely amazing. So I take it you went with the new um, world rendering uh, mod that came out? Negative. Oh, okay. There's a a new mod for um, Skyrim that I 
is no, never mind. It's not a mod. They actually took the game and re-rendered it in the newest uh, Unity, and completely changes the way the game looks. So I saw somebody rendered part of Skyrim in Unreal Five. I think that looked amazing. Yep. Uh, uh, they. I, I would. They uh, went and redid the whole game. It's out there somewhere. I I think I posted an article on it. I can't remember if yeah, I posted it or not. Send me that link. I I would uh, I would be interested in checking that out. Send me that right. link. But yeah, I've been playing Skyrim. Um, I've been trying not to mod it. Like I've been doing mods that are just like more visual and like game fixing than game breaking. Like there's a whole bunch of mods out there. There's some really weird ones that make the game stupid easy. And it's like I don't want that. I just I want. No, I want some extra weapons, maybe some overhaul of the crafting system, because the crafting system was kind of light. But they added a bunch, like, I've been playing it, I didn't realize that they're still adding stuff to that game, like, not mod-related. Like, there's backpacks now. How the fuck long has there been backpacks in Skyrim? Exactly, that's what I said. And I loaded it up, I'm like, wait a minute, I got a backpack that when I wear it, it gives me 75 more capacity? Like, the, this is logical. If I'm an adventurer, I'm going to have a backpack. And it would have capacity. Why have I not had this before? So, yeah. Been enjoying that. Been, uh... There's a lot of games coming out, though, that I want to see. Like, and that's that's the whole... Like, that's that's tonight's topic tonight. Is, uh, is games that are coming down the pike that we want to see. And D actually said something about this earlier, which was like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great call. We should totally talk about that. And actually, what also skipped on that was uh, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song was just released, I think, this week. And uh, I mean, it's it it's weird. It's 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 weird. It's funny. It's interesting. For some reason, the world of darkness has like really made an imprint on gaming lately. And it's it's like they're not really gaining that much steam. Like that's not that's not the right word. Maybe notoriety or popularity, but there's been a lot of World of Darkness games that have come out in like the past 18 months. There's been a werewolf game. Um, there's been several like choose your own adventure vampire games. There was the uh, Battle Royale vampire, ma- the masquerade game. Now there's this swan song. I mean, there's there's Bloodlines 2 that's going to be coming out. I mean, there's been there's been a been been a mark from the world of darkness making its way out there. But what about you guys? What do you guys what what's coming out that you guys are are interested in? Anything that's coming down the pipe, coming down coming on the horizon that you're like, oh man, I've been been waiting on this one. You got anything, D? Uh well for next month, I'll pop in and out uh with what I got, but um there's a couple games next month coming out that I I'm really looking forward to. You got a Shadowrun Trilogy console edition. So bringing Shadowrun okay. back. What's Shadowrun Trilogy? Uh, oh, the sh- oh, Shadowrun, yes. as in Shadowrun. Yes. The RPG Shadowrun. Yes, the R- gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the, so uh, the Shadowrun the, Trilogy. Yeah. What the hell is Shadowrun Trilogy? <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the Shadowrun Trilogy. And, and also there's a Capcom fighting collection coming out, too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those. That'll be uh, amazing to see. I'm trying to see if I've got my Shadowrun book back here still. That's right. Stuck on that. And then in in, um, in July, you've got uh, 
Uh, I don't know if you remember from the PS1 games. You got uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, and you've also got the Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So there's some games that I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming out soon. And I do have Reserve, but it, it got pushed back to who knows when. But the Advance Wars reboot, I really wanted that to come out, but because the whole, with the excuse of the whole Ukrainian war thing, they, they put it on the back burner. And I'm like, there's no date right now. It was supposed to already been released months ago, and there's no date so far. And I was like, I want. Want to play Advance Wars? Yeah, uh, Moonfat Wars. and I uh, got into a little bit of an argument about the wording. I read it as it's pretty much going to be a indefinite to be determined for the release, and he's like, "Oh no, it's going to be a couple months." And I'm like, "Dude, th- it it even says like, you know, to me that Advance Wars." isn't going to come out even though they're done with it it's not going to come out because they decided to hold it off because of but hurt people about wars well, well that's a, that's the thing indefinite me doesn't necessarily mean it's never coming out it just means as of right now it's not definitive when it's re- being released so like indefinite hold just means that it's being held until the powers that be say it's not And then one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, besides, of course, throughout the year, they're going to be releasing some more uh, Tales ga- or uh, I'm sorry, Trails games, kind of like the along the Legend of Heroes series. But uh, mm-hmm. one big one that I'm really that I, I, I you just reserve the uh, the collector's edition is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Calabunga Collection. That oh I'm yeah, really where they do the remake of uh, they're throwing in a, like they do redo- redoing graphics of the NES and all that jazz. Yeah, a whole bunch of the games, so it's like a whole collection of them. And I'm just like. Heck yeah! In fact, I didn't even know it was out for pre-order yet for the collector's edition. Wife stopped at GameStop and she's like, "Yeah, he'll want that," and she just went ahead and did that for me, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's good. that dude. When when you got a significant other that uh, like just knows, oh, he's going, he's going to spend that money anyway, so I might as well just do it now. Um, have you guys been tracking Gotham Knights? I have not. So Gotham Knights is like you've played Batman Arkham, the Arkham series, right? For the most part, yes. Yeah. But you've uh, you've played it, not necessarily played it all the way through, but you've you physically played the game. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so it's in that same vein. It's the it's the Arkham it's the Arkham battle system. It's same same developers, the whole nine yards. But Gotham Knights is. Um, you play at, because Batman's supposedly dead, and you're playing as you know Robin, um, Dar- uh, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon as his Batgirl. I think it's Barbara Gordon and uh, Jason Todd as the Red, uh, the Red Mask or the Red, the Red Hood. Um, and ironically, it, as of right now, it's supposed to be released a couple of days before my anniversary. Which means I probably won't be able to play it until like January. <laughs> but yeah, so you get to play as it's the it's it's the storyline extended past the last Arkham. And in this one, Batman's dead. And it's all you know, basically crime has taken over Gotham just like normal. And these four heroes you get to choose. I'm so 
my assumption is that you get to choose between which characters you want to play. But I'm not sure if you start off as a specific character and then as you progress through the story, you change to another character. So it's odd. I don't know yet. But I've been tracking that game. That game looks fun only because I really like the Arkham series. Like that's just one of my guilty pleasures. And obviously in the world of DC, in the world of Gotham City, the police are absolutely useless. It's like one man, Batman comes, crime goes down, he leaves or dies. It's out of control. <laughs> it's like, well, that's the thing, though, is that like it, it, crime like, OK, you've got Batman out there. And even for a while, crime was not going down, even with the Batman out there kicking the crap out of people. It was a slow burn before people finally realized, oh, there's this dude out there. It's dressed like a giant bat beating the crap out of criminals. Maybe we should just, I don't know, hang up back a little. What do you say? All right there, boss. We're going to dial it back a number. We're going to dial it back a number. All right, boss. <laughs> now we're, we're just going to take about 15, 15% off the top there, Squirrely Dan. No, but that's been a bitchin' one. That's a uh, that's gonna be a third person fighter style game, and it's it's not the so. I want to say Assassin's Creed kind of kind of coined this fighting system more than anything else, but it's not the they're the chain fighting style. So it's not it's not like the be- it's it's a beat 'em up game, but it's not like the traditional double dragon beat 'em up game. It's a you press buttons and. It start just takes control for you. Like it just does the moves that you're gonna do. It's actually pretty badass because you feel like okay in the Arkham in the Arkham series, when you're fighting, you feel like Batman. Like I can I can vividly remember multiple times being playing those games and being just like whispering under my breath, "I'm Batman," and just like kicking the crap out of like twenty guys on screen. So it's kind of like, you know, like the Gotham style, Guard of War style gameplay, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like God of War was like you press heavy attack, light attack. Yeah. And you have different combos that you can do. But but like Assassin's Creed and, and Arkham, like it was different. Like you just kind of aimed a direction, pressed a button. It did all of the lock on for you. All you had to do was just kind of say that direction and attack and it would do the attack and then you could do different like I don't say combos because you could do combos too but you would do different button combinations which would do different things like you'd throw a smoke bomb you'd throw a batarang at somebody and then you'd link all these things together to of course achieve the highest combo and get more points for it more experience and then of course that last person this is the thing that I loved about Arkham Knights or the Arkham series that last person that you just wreck house on it always slows down and gives you that dramatic slow motion boom and just shows you crushing them and them just flopping to the ground and you're like, yeah, that was me. I'm Batman. So kind of like the latest installment to God of War then. Kind of like... I never played it, so oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, th- that fighting style in that game reminded me a lot of the... Uh, Arkham Knight games. Okay. Cause, I, I never played it. I want to. Right. I never did, though. when you're using your axe, you could do your uh, 
ranged axe go into um like combos and stuff call your axe back do one huge combo it's it's ridiculous it's like okay i i like you're saying just want to say i'm batman but instead right i'm chronos <laughs> i am the god yeah man it's just uh it's fun so I'm, I'm hoping that i mean it's a pretty easy formula to be 100 percent honest all you have to do is beat the crap out of people and have a semi-decent storyline. Like, you don't even have to have, like, DC's never been huge on continuity. So, I mean, you could really screw with that a lot. But, I mean, you just have to have a decent storyline and, like, the game's going to, like, that game's going to sell. That you could be Jason Todd as the Red Hood. Like, okay, okay, you guys know who Jason Todd is, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I make uh, right, so, I make memes with Jason Todd. I even right, so uh, for, explain the certain situation at work with Jason Todd. <laughs> so for those listening who don't know who Jason Todd is and possibly have no interest whatsoever in DC Comics, Jason Todd was a Robin for Batman. At one point in time, Batman had he's had several different Robins throughout his life. Tim Drake, Jason Todd. And I can't think of anybody else's name for the life of me right now, but he's had other Batman or other Robins as well. Jason Todd was a he Jason Todd was a much more aggressive Robin than I think most of the other Robins. And he really wasn't a very he wasn't a fan favorite. Uh, so I think at the time when they were doing a comic series, I think they did like a fan vote or something like that. And the fan vote turned out that they wanted Jason Todd to die. So they did. They had the Joker kill Jason Todd. So in the comics, Robin died. Well, of course, nothing is sacred in DC. So everything gets mashed around and touched, whatever the hell's. So Jason Todd from another universe or another Earth or however the hell you want to call it, he ends up getting mashed into our our current reality, the one that we we maintain, the one that we watch. And he came over as the Red Hood. Well, the Red Hood like Jason Todd is an aggressive SOB who unlike Batman and unlike Robbins, he's got guns. He's got grenades. He's got everything under the sun. He is just wrecking house. He has like zero fucks given DC Punisher. uh, Yeah. He's basically DC Punisher. That's a great way to describe him. He's DC Punisher with his red frigging mask on, um, which I'm assuming is for armor purposes. But yeah, when he takes when he takes the helmet off, all of a sudden you're like, "That's that's a Robin. That's not that's who is this dude?" And then you find out it's Jason Todd. It's like, "Oh, some bitch." What else is coming out? There's a bunch of games coming out that I'm excited for. You guys, do you guys just track um, mainstream games coming out, or are you like you watching the indie scene as well? I'm not really uh, tracking much these days. Um only thing that's been on my radar is uh, the, um, what is it, uh, Violet and whatever, Gen 9 uh, Pokemon. All right. Well, hey, you're still tracking something. That's all right. So more mainstream. What about you, D? You tracking any indie stuff? Yeah, I'm just making sure I got this uh, the name right, but uh, I believe it's a Chucklefish game. Um, oh, yeah, the new one that's like an RPG. Yeah, it's called The Haunted Chocolatier. And that one 
by the same makers of uh, Stardew Valley. Chucklefish made Stardew Valley. Wait a second. Let me let me look that up. I thought up. they made I thought they made Starbound. No, Starbound is what they made. Uh, I'm getting all confused now. So we can totally tell that D was massively prepared and is totally oh, not I looking anything up on his phone right now. Emperor Google says it's a follow. Oh, hey, Stardew send Valley. me that. Send me that link for an 8.5 gig high texture pack. Pretty sure I can run that. And if not, I'll just have to buy a new okay. GPU. Okay, Haunted Chocolatier's being developed by the same guy that made, that is the same guy that's the creator of Stardew Valley. Sorry, not Chucklefish. Okay. Chucklefish was making something else that uh, that I saw that I, I, I... Was it like a train thing? Like, that's what I remember for Chucklefish. Like, there was like a train something. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thinking train No, in my no, head. no. It was the other one I was, I was getting confused because the other one I was following is called Witchbrook. So, um... I actually uh, heard of that one. That's the one that's like uh, Stardew Valley, but spooky, a little spooky. Well, the Stardew Valley that's spooky as the ha- uh, the Haunted Chocolatier. Uh, which Brook is by is the one being done by Chucklefish, which is a different company. And that's isometric. Um, you're basically be going to a magic school as a witch and everything else. And you're on the road nice. to uh, graduation and stuff. So you basically go through that witching school. That's Chucklefish. I just, I, I've been following both of them. Kind of, kind of got them kind of mixed up in, in my head there. And uh, which book's supposed to be released by the end of 2022. Uh, let's see when the Haunted Chocolates here is supposed to come out. Um, does, does not have a release date so far. So, yeah, I, I, I've been uh, really interested in those two because, you know, I, I like Chucklefish games, of course, and I also love Stardew Valley along with the wife. So uh, the Haunted Chucklatier just looks really cool. You basically go into – you basically um, go into a castle and it's haunted and you open up a chocolatier shop in a castle. So it, it basically follows those, you know, misadventures. So I think it's a pretty neat premise. Nice. So there's a couple of those, you know, those, those are the indie games I'm following so far. Um, I really like the indie scene, but at the same time, it's almost oversaturation. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's hard to focus on something because there's a lot of just same old stuff just being churned out. And, and although I love like RPGs and I, I love JRPGs, even if they're pretty generic, I, I still get entertained by them. Um, it's almost hard to keep up with it. You know, there's, there's just so many, you know... You know, so many of the same thing coming out now. It's getting to be like an overabundance of indie. You know what I mean? It's hard to keep up with, you know. Yeah, kind of burnout. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's one of the things, like, and that's why there's certain, like, there's definitely certain people, and this isn't a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. But there are definitely certain people that uh, focus solely on mainstream AAA titles. And, like, that's their bag. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's kind of like I attribute it to, and again, there's nothing wrong with this. I attribute it to, uh, like, chain restaurants. You know, um, when Square Enix releases a game, you know what you're getting. You know, even if they're like, hey, we're releasing this new game, you know the level of quality and the level of polish that you're going to get. You know the level of story that you're going to get. And you know that it's probably going to be about five years before you see the next installment in that game. But you know that. So, like, going in, you know what's going on. But you also know that you're going to get a pretty fleshed out story, and there's probably not going to be too many plot holes. Um, but it's going to be, you know, if you, you're still going to enjoy it. Indie games, though, like anybody and their brother 
can write a game. Like anybody in there, anybody can write a game, really. Like you just come up with, you're like, hey, here's a game. Let's do it. Run it. Bam. I love it. So yeah, I totally get the whole burnout thing. On the flip side, you got those people, and I, 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 I classify myself as one of those people who like just, I focus on like my big thing that I like is gameplay. If the gameplay is fun, I can overlook 90% of everything else. Like, graphics suck. Meh. If the gameplay is fun. Like, that's where, like, I'm, I'm focusing on. If, if, if gameplay isn't fun, like, I got, I got like, a top two. If gameplay isn't fun, the story has got to grip me. And, and my big problem with indie games is that if the story grips me, They've got to have like they've got to keep my they got to keep the story going for me to be interested. Um, but so many indie games, and actually, I think we talked about this on a couple shows ago, or maybe it was just maybe it was just me and Damoc talking. I can't remember. But so many indie games have just gone down that sandbox realm, where like everything is just sandbox, and that's all you get. You just get sandbox after sandbox after sandbox, and it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit burnout on that. Like, I don't know. But on the flip side, there are some indie games that I'm really interested in that are coming out. Well, I say coming out. I'm assuming, I'm hoping that they're going to eventually come out. Um, Have you guys been tracking this game called Robin Hood Sherwood Builders? Negative. No, I have not, but it sounds cool just from the title. So it's the thing, the thing that caught me into this. I mean, of course, I'm a Robin Hood fan. I'm I'm old school. Uh, my mom loved Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves like, is awesome. I used to have some yeah, toys. Ke- Kevin yeah. Costner with the Prince of Thieves, like with um, what was it Christian Slater in it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was just a, a great, great movie. Really loved it. it. You know, corny and corny in a lot of spots, cheesy in a lot of spots, but really enjoyable movie. So I've always been kind of a Robin Hood fan. This is a it's an RPG and city builder. So it's kind of like I, I kind of give it the elements of like, like there's a little bit of Fallout 4 elements in there where you've got RPG and city building elements to it. But of course, you're in Sherwood Forest and you're playing as not maybe not necessarily like looking at it. It doesn't look like I'm playing as Robin, Robin of Loxley, but. It definitely looks like I'm playing like one of his merry men, at least vigilantes. The thing that actually got me, like really sucked me in though, is that this is way more of an adult version looking of it. Like it's not like you're chopping people in two type of thing. Like you're, this is, this is brutal and visceral combat. And I really like it. It looked really good. But then they've got the different elements of it of, you know, you've got to go collect resources, build, your settlement you've got to go like rob people to of course rob from the rich and give to the poor unfortunately there's no release date on it but if you get a chance check take a look at at robin hood sherwood builders that looks like a it looks like it could be a fun game what else am i tracking i mean i've got a lot of things that i'm tracking so like that's that's the weird part um, Hogwarts Legacy if you are a Harry Potter fan it's supposed to be released this year yes is that the MMORPG for uh, Hogwarts 
It, I believe this is the MMO. Uh, no, I don't think this is the MMO. This is okay. the open world single player. Or yeah, the open. I, I know my wife's been like really interested in the Hogwarts game, so uh, we've got so, that reserved. So this is this is the Hog, Hogwarts Legacy is like Hogwarts, but in the eighteen hundreds. And isn't it like the, the open world uh, kind of RPG action RPG style? Uh, it does. It looks more like adventure RPG to me, but okay. I, yes, I think it's that one. Yes, but it looks wife. it looks incredibly fun. I'm also a Harry Potter fan. I'm a big fan of like almost everything. Yeah. Like it's really weird. My wife is too. So I mean, she's like, we're getting that game. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be released this year. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm jumping all over the place now because I'm actually just looking through. I'm I'm going through all my different feeds of of stuff that I read. And I'm actually, I got to go backtrack to all the stuff that I've read to say, okay, what the hell am I tracking now? Um, because I, I'd like, I, I have so many things that I'm tracking and I read them and I just like mentally note it and go, okay, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll keep my mind on that. Uh, have you guys played, you guys, you guys have played Kerbal Space Station or Space Program, right? Yeah. Kerbal Space Program? Yeah, I've played it and yeah, it just wasn't a game for me. I know you and Damoc played it for like a week or two pretty religiously. Oh, I played for a lot longer than a week. Oh, I know, but like with Daymok actually <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I haven't tried it, it yet. It, so it's uh, it's not a game for everybody, and that's not a bad thing. This, like, they take the whole premise of Kerbal Space Program is you're trying to get to space. Like, like that's the thing. And, and it gets progressively harder and you don't even realize how much how how difficult the game gets when you first start to play it because you're just like, oh, I gotta launch my little green guy into space. This is fantastic. Then you start realizing, oh, wait a minute, I have to actually calculate trajectory so that I can have this thing dock with a space station. What the hell am I, a fucking rocket scientist? And it turns out you actually kind of have to be a rocket scientist to make this shit work. So, so if you then, have a, so half an interest in astrophysics and. Uh you know, astronautics and, you know, and NASA and all that stuff and, you know, the science of it and, and, and rocket science and this would be for yes. you. Which means yes. I would yeah. probably like this because I actually do enjoy math a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have to you- calculate your ship to, like, you know, be able to launch to, like, everything that you put on your ship has to be well thought out. I was like, eh, that's, that's not a chill game for me. All I want is a chill game right now. <laughs> okay, so here, like here's how the game starts off. You literally strap a little frigging cone Onto a booster rocket. And the whole goal is for you to get up to a certain height, like 40,000 feet or something. I, I forget what it is, but it's like you get to a certain height. So and you words, launch it up. So in other words, your rocket program has got to beat North Korea's <laughs> for the first level. Okay, so <laughs> you're supposed to. However, usually go through a few tries before you figure out what really works. They're still figuring it out. <laughs> Sorry, well, I, so like I it progressively gets harder and you could just go into sandbox and be like, I just want to build a rocket and fly or you can go through the game and like go through the progression of it and it unlocks more and more. It's a stupid, not a stupid, it's a smart, fun game, but it's a level of smart that I am happy to admit I do not possess, but I love playing that game. So this is like the Gran Turismo for somebody that wants to be a rocket scientist. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why Kerbal Space Program 2, 
um, I am so super tracking, and it was pushed back to next year. At least the last I read on it, it was pushed back to last year. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my last article that I have here, and it says that it was pushed to uh, release date of 2023. And of course, just like everybody else, it's been blamed on COVID. But yeah, Kerbal Curses Space Program. If, I was say, if you don't like the D, this is a game that I really think you would dig, and I would, I would be interested in watching you play it that's how interesting like the game is so much fun after the show let's let me fire it up and show you just the basics of it and really you want something with an analog stick to to like get your pitch and yaw right because otherwise it's really hard to get the right angle let me rephrase that really hard to get the correct angle to break atmosphere right and then, of course, like you don't put heat shielding on right and your your guys burn up in the atmosphere and then you just get in a puddle of, of Kerbal space program astronaut out of the water. It's 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 really it's terrible. So it's, but then, it's, like, like, it's, it's to, like it's like the NASA joke acronym. Need another seven astronauts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then like you go you extend it out farther where you've got to um dock with a space station you've got to go out like you've got to get into space and then you've got to dock to get more supplies and then you've got to get to the moon and back like there's it's it's a fun game but it's one that like it turns into a real weird hobby real like real quick but yeah so Kerbal Space Program 2 that's coming out hopefully next year I'm hoping for January next year because if it if it's January next year I'm there um, if it's any later, I've got so many games that it's coming down the pipe that I'm probably not going to get to it. I've actually started playing a, it's, it's not one that's coming out, but it was one that has been out and I, uh, discovered it when I watched an episode of, uh, Metal Jesus Rocks. And it's a neat little indie game called, uh, well, there's a collection now, there's two of them, uh, but it's on the collection called Owl's Collection. A-L-W-A apostrophe S. And it, it, it's made up of a couple games, um... Owl's Awakening and Owl's Legacy. And it's a neat, like, it, it's made in the style of, like, 8-bit, like, the Nintendo with the old chiptunes music and everything else. And it's kind of a platform adventure game. It's got some puzzle elements, and um, it's pretty neat. You play a Zoe, who's, who's been sent somehow, you know, some some way to, to help the land, of, uh, to help free the land of Owl. So you basically just, you have a little, uh, you know, magic, you know, magic staff and everything else. And you go around, you know, throughout the, um, Throughout the land, trying to free it up and you know fight the bosses and everything. Else. But it's it's pretty much a lot like a Metrovania style, like you know, game from like the uh, the eight bit era. So they really tried to stay true to that and keep even the chip tunes and everything else. It's pretty neat. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. If you just want something to chill to and just play, it's a lot okay. of fun. So is there a new one coming out? No, no. That's what I said. It was. It was it's it's not a new one. It's just got the Alwa's collection so far. Uh, which they released uh. recently, but it was one I was playing, so I recommend it's on the Switch and PS4, and I was having some fun with it, so it's not coming out. It already is out, but it's something just to keep it on if you want to try playing it. Dragon. Something you said with that made me think of Nina Cooney, um, and that's the whole, like, somehow being swept into a mystical land to save it. That's, like, really Nina Cooney right there to me. Dude, you know what game I would love to see a friggin' remake of? And I don't know why when you said Nina Cooney, it made me think of this, which, because there's no relation whatsoever. I think it's just the rum-soaked brain talking. Original Persona Revelations. 
Oh, that would be so amazing if you updated the graphics, kept like a lot of the st- same gameplay, but just made the yes. graphics better. Yeah, updated the aesthetics of it. So more of a reboot, like yeah, you know, yeah, like more of a just uh, remaster. Yeah, remaster. That would be really sweet. I would love to see that. Yeah, I loved Persona Revelations. Like that was that was JRPG, like wild out there. And the battle system was it was turn based. It was it was logical, but they added that element of where you could talk to the monsters, which it, that always blows my mind. Where in every role playing tabletop role playing game we have, talking to the to your enemy never seems to come into play. Like. It's always just like, oh, I'm going to charm them. Okay, well, you charm them. But, like, never talking them down. Just be like, hey, bro, what's this about? Well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm robbing you. Yeah, but why? Well, because you, you got money. Like, yeah, but you could just ask. I mean, you tried asking? Like, you what imagine, do you need, like, man? Can you imagine, like, all these other RPGs, like, the monster's, like, perception of it? It's like... Uh, you, you really want to see Abel take over the land? You're always attacking these four heroes. You're, you're, you want to see everything end? No, no. Just these 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 adventures. These heroes are fucking assholes. They keep murdering our kind. Yeah, they're they murder hobos. They're just, just murder hobos. They just slaughter everything. It's like you know, stealing our gold and our shit and our pieces and parts. I mean, who the fuck does that? That's gross. You're literally taking monster parts. Why are you taking my friend's fucking fingernails? Fuck, man. Um, I I just got a like great idea for a game. It, like the only way to take care of the bee bag is actually talk to him, figure out why the bee bag is being a bee bag. Like that, like that would be something. <laughs> like if, if you just like, I mean, it would be anticlimactical as fuck. But if you sit there and you're like, like, hey, bro, what's up? What do you mean, what's up? Like we're fighting. Yeah, I know, but what's up? Like. Are you okay? Well, nobody's ever asked me that before. I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about it? Well, no, we're fighting. No, dude, bro, it's okay. We're like, we can, we can, we can get back to fighting. Let's just chill out here. I got, I got, like, I got some scotch. You want some scotch? Like, we'll just sit down here. I'll drink it first. It's not poison. See, I'm drinking it here. You pour as much as you want. I just tell me. And then, like, five minutes into the fight, it just, like, flashes to, like, five minutes later. It's like, oh, I just can't take it anymore, man. There's so much pressure. I just tried so hard, and everybody just attacks me. Oh, I want is a friend. It's almost like, remember Red versus Blue? Yeah. It seems like the only reason that we're going after them is because, you know, they're the blue guys, and they have a base over there. And the only reason that they're coming after us is because we're the red guys, and we have a base over here. <laughs> like that would be a wild tabletop game. Just be like, you know, they're all bards and they can't fight. So what do they do? They talk their way out of everything. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna seduce this dragon. You realize that this dragon has no interest in you whatsoever. But I rolled a twenty, and it still has no interest in you whatsoever. Your penis will not do hold anything on, for hold it. Hold on. Do you remember our last game where I went to seduce? I got a 20. <laughs> Remember uh-huh. how that turned out? <laughs> yeah. With debt, with people being split, folded in two like a frigging piece of paper and thrown into a city gutter. I remember vividly. I mean, it could, it could be like, you know, Shrek, but you'd have to be a donkey, you know, and hung like one, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And this, this uh, cyber your, is why I'm not inviting you to D. play Vampire the Masquerade again. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, D, my character was hung better than a donkey. Oh, yeah. He was Mandingo. He was a tripod man. And with that, I'm going to just say Cecil's fault. Yeah. Yeah. My fault. Yeah, because your thought process is, here, let me seduce this guard. Oh, it worked. Let me fold her in half. That works. Logical. I drained her. I drained her. Uh, Gur decided to fold her in half and stuff her down the drain. I mean, mean, seduction followed by origami. Maybe it's like, you know, a different cultural thing, you know? Yeah, it's a seductive origami thing. Yeah, it's an East Asian thing or something, you know? Oh, boy. Dude, I basically vacuum wrapped my dong. Dude, you had to spend blood just to get hard because you were dead. But I had a touch of life. I know. Did you still have to spend blood to do it? Anyways, back back to the topic at hand. Games. So there's a... Did you guys ever play Battletech, the game that came out? Yes. So there's another game kind of like Battletech. At least the, you know, the the tactical mech thing called uh, Phantom Brigade. Now, I have no clue when it's actually coming out. I've been tracking it for I want to say the better part of a year. But it looks really good, but it looks more Less mech warrior style, less less battletech style, and more Gundam-ish style. But the thing that turned me on to this one is that it's one of the things that I wanted to it's one of the things I want to incorporate in a tabletop RPG, which is everything seems to move simultaneously. So if you say like you want your character to walk four steps this way. Well, as your character walks four steps that way, the other characters are doing their thing simultaneously. Um, and I've never really been able to implement that in a tabletop RPG very well because how to implement it is really just go around the table and say, okay, what are you doing? 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 Are you doing? And then basically making a stack out of it, having everybody roll for success or failure, and then telling them what they did with light interrupts, you know, um, just to make it all happen, but usually people don't like that kind of gameplay because they like that whole being able to meta their way out of it. You know, Zyber does this one thing. Oh, well, if Zyber just did that, I'm going to go do this. Well, you don't really know Zyber's doing that because it's all happening within five seconds of each other. You know, like it's happening and then you're watching, you're doing this like virtually simultaneously. But this, the Phantom Brigade, it's... uh. It looks good, like visually looks good. It's being made by Brace Yourself Games. And visually, it looks really, really nice. Um, and that's one of the things that kind of like tapped for me. Of like, ooh, this looks good. Mech game. Oh, well, I like mech games. Uh, and it's, it's you know, more advanced war style. You know, it's that, that strategy style, top down or maybe isometric style game. But it looks it looks good. If you if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Phantom Brigade, it as I said, looks solid. Turn based tactical. Definitely definitely worth a shot. 
I actually had an idea when you said that about the uh, the tabletop and the meta. I actually had a cool idea. You know, everybody rolls for initiative, so you know who goes in what order, right? So instead of them having to say out loud, okay, well, I do this. Well, then I do this. We've got technology. Either use one of those uh, D&D games we have and just message or just like, you know, just even message on the phone. Okay, message whatever is doing. Okay, roll. Let's see what you roll. And then go from there what happened. So nobody actually knows what each other's doing because it's all happening simultaneously. So they all text it over. So they're not meta. They can't meta because they don't know what each other is texting to you as the DM. And we lost Craig. And I can't hear you at all. You're muted. Did Craig leave? Did Craig die a horrible death? Craig left, yeah. died a horrible death. And you were just yeah. muted for a second. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I was trying to get Craig back in. Because when you said Craig was leaving, I'm like, ah, oh, crap on a crutch. There he is. Yeah, I've been having a big problem with Craig. Craig's like, you, you know what? You know what? You know what? You guys are going overtime. I, I, I'm not paid enough for this yeah, shit. Oh, no, should we do another shit. sink? No, no, I'll figure it out. All right. Um, another game that's coming out, though, uh, we even touched on it before, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Did anybody here play Bloodlines? Yes, sir. I have played Bloodlines. I have started Bloodlines at least a dozen times. And almost and, and at least half a dozen times, I've tried to kill that dude right at the beginning, and he's always murked me. You know the guy I'm talking about? Like the the your not consigliere, but uh like he's he's the he's the beginning guy. He's the I don't know what the hell to call him. I forget his like I could see him in my head. He's like wearing a suit. He always wrecks my face. Anywho, so Bloodlines 2 is supposed to be coming out. Again, that's on a TBD. They're originally there was supposed to be was supposed to be coming out like I think it was supposed to be coming out this year, but then um, then that fell through. But Bloodlines is a first-person style. Well, Bloodlines originally was a first-person style RPG, which was, it was based in World of Darkness, very violent. Um, well, because the World of Darkness is very violent. But... I'm hoping this one they touch a little bit more. Like, I know it's supposed to be Vampire the Masquerade because, well, it's labeled Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. But I'm hoping that they start touching into more of the other World of Darkness franchises like Wraith or Hunter the Oblivion. I'm hoping that they kind of branch out. They touch a little bit in there because they've already got a werewolf game out. Uh, Werewolf Earth something or other. There's even a choose your own adventure one that they have out, too. Don't remember what the name of it is. But I'm hoping that they branch out into more more of the World of Darkness lore. What else we got going out here? Oh, Marvel Midnight Suns. The game, again, has got no release date. They just labeled it as coming soon. But it looks and feels kind of like uh, Ultimate Alliance. If you ever played Ultimate Alliance, it could right, um, go, now, it could go down the route like of Guardians the original of the Galaxy. Though. Ultimate Alliance or two. So, well, they're they're both that kind of like that top down, half isometric, group based game. 
So I'm not 100% sure. I feel like it's going to be more like Ultimate Alliance, where it's like isometric, but it's got a tag of tactical RPG and strategy. So we could go either way. But the Midnight Suns, I mean, I have been, look, I've been begging for the Midnight Suns in the MCU for the longest time now. Like, we have to get it. They have been building up to it. So I better get it. I'm going to be so pissed. They do not have the Midnight Suns come out at some point in time. In the, in the MCU. I mean, the game supposedly is there. I mean, they've already, like, it would be smart to bring out the Midnight Suns game as the movie comes out. Uh but I'll I'll take either one. Like I want, you know what? I don't know if I want a Midnight Suns movie more more than I want a Midnight Suns TV series. Like I think I would like that more. Get more bang brought, for your buck. But that brought up the question. So the Midnight Suns. Like okay, before I start rattling on, how much do you guys know about the Midnight Suns? It does not sound familiar at all to me. Oh man. Okay. So the Midnight Suns was like it was it was Morbius, it was Ghost Rider, Blade. I think Moon Knight was even in the in the Midnight Suns. They okay, were, now it sounds familiar. They were like like it I was I didn't read it, but now I want to. So the Midnight so Suns was like the Renegade dark Blaze, wasn't Renegade and Blaze in that also? I believe they made appearances. So Blaze, but Blaze not as Ghost Rider. So Ghost Rider was the Danny Cash Catch Ghost Rider, and Blaze was there with his fucking Hellfire shotgun. Which I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be 100 honest. I loved Blaze as Ghost Rider. Like he was one of my, he was one, he was my entry level into comic books way back when. Uh like like the original Blaze Ghost Riders. That like he was the first one that I started reading. And that opened up the door for me in so many ways. That's one of the ones that my dad started me on was the old Iron Man, the old Ghost Rider, you know, Johnny Blaze. That yeah, yes. that's what I started on too. Yeah. So when when they switched off and they made Danny Cash, like when the go when the, the spirit of vengeance left Johnny Blaze, it was like, Oh man, that's sad. But whatever. Then when Danny Cash turned into ghost rider like he got the spirit but he got the different spirit he got like the spirit of justice as well because he was a spirit of vengeance and spirit of justice i honestly can't remember because the only time i read danny catch was midnight suns and the only reason i knew that he was blaze's long lost brother was because i went well who is this guy and then i like started asking around at my comic book shops. I'm like, who who is this Danny Cash guy? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And then finally, when they found out, they told me. I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to read it then. But yeah, the Midnight Suns were like the... They were the... God, like the original anti-heroes. Like, they were the darker side. Like, they were they were Marvel Max before Marvel Max. So, they like, they were the we're going to mess stuff up people, but they weren't like the comics weren't super gory or super like mature, but they were, they were those ones that were like borderline of like, Ooh, what's going on here? I don't know. Yeah. Midnight suns, man. I, I've, I've been begging for it for so long now and I'm, 
I'm excited for the game. Really hope it comes out sooner rather than later. Okay, next game coming up down the pipe that I'm super interested in. Did any of you ever play Scratches? Yes, I have. So Sunscape should sound like a familiar uh, developer for you. So that it does. Sensecape, after they made Scratches, started working on a game called Asylum. Now, they've been working on this thing for, I want to say, a decade now. Like, they've been working on it for a long time. But it's on, it's on Steam, so you can put it on your wish list. It's like Asylum. If you played Scratches, then you know that they have, like, Sensecape has a masterful way of making a very creepy environment. And by creepy, I mean, I probably didn't sleep the first night I played scratches. Like that game was like fucking great. And it played on all the stupid little fears. Uh, Nothing like going to your uncle's house and shit goes weird. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about. You recommended that to me before, though. I think you've recommended me before. I might actually have it downloaded somewhere. I don't know if I've ever started it. So you can actually find scratches now on Abandonware. So if you just search up scratches Abandonware, you can find the whole game to download and play mm. for free now. Like I was trying to pimp nice. them out before and be like, "I'll buy you the game," and then I found out, "Oh no, you don't have to buy it anymore. It's a it's classified as Abandonware. You can just go like download it." So if you haven't played it, go play it. It's worth a play. It's a hundred percent. There are some puzzles in it that will really make your head scratch on how to fix them, how to, how to like do them. It's, it's very rewarding to figure them out yourself and go through and just play them and figure them out yourselves. But scratches, like the only thing about scratches and this will, this is kind of a spoiler. The ending was a bit anticlimactical for me. Like the, the, they answered the question. But it was about probably, I don't know, if we were to break the game down into tenths, it was probably around the nine-tenths completion mark that you realize that it explains to you what's going on. And you're just like, is that really what's happening? And then, like, the last bit of the game is just, yep, we already told you, but here it is. So that's it was a little bit anticlimactical there. However, stepping back from it after playing and beating it, you're like... Holy shit. Like that's fucked up. So the, the for those who haven't played Scratches, Scratches is you start off in the game as a writer and you're in England. I think you're in England. You start as a writer and you're looking for a place to write your newest book. So you find this mansion that just is being sold. And you're like, "Oh, well shit, I'll go buy it." So you buy this mansion and when you go and you go to move into it, it's literally fully furnished. Somebody just like walked out of this place and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. So you walk into this place and it's fully furnished and it's like, it's exactly what you think of like an old English mansion. Like there's a, a greenhouse on the property. It's really weird. The, the artwork that's on the walls is what really is the weirdest. And it messes you. It like messed me up. I know GNA's next project. Let's all pool our money and buy a haunted mansion somewhere. Oh yeah, because that's gonna work out well. We'll write a book. Yeah. Whoever yeah. survives, whoever survives will make a shit ton of money. 
little bit, little bit of trauma, but you know. I almost just gave away the end of that game because of you, fucker. <laughs> like I was yeah, that close. It ends to- up going the route of that movie, The Window. <laughs> uh, yeah. Johnny Depp was in it. He uh, he's a writer. He has writer's block. And then, oh like, yeah, and he yeah. eats the corn at the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm not giving spoilers on that one, but yeah, the corn, the corn. Um. Yeah, but so they're making a new game called Asylum. And I like it's been it's starting to turn into Duke Nukem for me because it's been in development for so long. I'm really starting to get worried that I'm getting so much hype behind it. But they're talking about this being a very Lovecraftian inspired like 80s style Euro horror. And I'm excited for that. That's because, kind of my shtick. I love like, that style. So. Right? That that speaks to my soul. But at the same time, it's when it's a game is in development that long, kind of like Duke Nukem, they keep trying to adopt the newest thing, and by the end of it, it's just a fucking mess. Well, so, like, that's where I'm concerned. Like, either A, they've shot for the stars, and they're just saying, you know what? We're not releasing this until we've made it. Or they've bitten off more than they can chew, and they just don't know how to actually accomplish what they want. Or maybe a third. They're like, after a while, they development. They're like, okay, we're 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 gonna dial this back to this. We we see the new technology. We want to go this way with the game. We're just re kind of reconfigure, and this will be good. So maybe they'll just like you know, maybe instead of a Duke Nukem where they try to incorporate everything and keep you know every newest little shtick they kept trying to incorporate, maybe they just kind of redirected and improved. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I I would kind of hate to see a game. Which has happened in the past, where like they adopt the current style of doing a game, and it takes them so long to get that right that a new way of doing gaming, holy shit, he finished the bottle, um, comes about, and they're still behind the curve because they're like, okay, we need to get this out, but they keep on getting held up, and they get held up for 10, 15 years. And the game won't hold up. Like, there's a concern, too, that when the finished product comes out, is it going to be able to stand up with everything else? But as I said, they did incredibly well to make an incredibly creepy environment. So I've got hope. I got hope that Asylum's going to be boss. But check it out, Senscape. Asylum is the name of the, the game. And it does. It looks it looks pretty pretty boss. Uh Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. Now this guy I don't expect is ever gonna come out, but this was an RTS that was in the Terminator, like the future state Terminator game. And honestly. If there's any game that I really feel would be the perfect game for an RTS, I really think that uh, I really feel that Terminator Dark, like the Terminator world is a great RTS. Like just hands down Terminator, you're fighting like you're, you're humans fighting robots. It, it screams RTS in my mind. But I mean, how how would everybody feel about just a, 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 all these battles you're just destined to fucking lose? 
Yeah, but are um, you? Hold on, hold on. It's all it's going to be is a power struggle, like in civilizations, and you don't expect what's going to happen, and India destroys you. Yeah, Gandhi just shows up and is like, you are effed, dude. Now, this looks like a classic style RTS, like much more updated graphics. I don't know. I'm, I'm liking it. I, I, I've, it, again, it's been, it's been. I was on, just joking about how yeah. overpowered the machines were in the Terminator world. That's yeah. <laughs> well, they were overpowered, but even in some of the later films that you saw, like there were wins that the humans got. Yeah, there, there were. The humans weren't as destined to lose as they kind of made it out to be. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in it. Uh, actually, Zyber, it looks like this is on your wish list as well. Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. Yeah. Now, a game that's coming out that I'm actually I'm interested in only because God pointed it out and we watched this on... And I don't think we ever finished it, to be perfectly honest, but we watched it on Anime Night, Overlord, Escape from Nazarick. That's another, that's on my wish list there, because I like the Overlord anime. Right? It was really good. It was pretty cool. I'm waiting for it to load, because I, I honestly don't remember what style of game it was. It also looks like I might be having internet issues. Maybe that's why. Well, well, at least at least your video is good because I haven't heard you go blah, 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 and freeze it all. So that, oh, that's, that's positive. Good. Yeah, this looks more like a Metroidvania style game. So that's definitely why I put it on my I want list. And let's face it, the the Overlord's pretty cool anime. I mean, it's pretty it really cool is. how they did that. Like I loved the first season of Overlord, where it's like it really plays into like holy crap, I'm just a dude that's gotten sucked into this world, and I'm this overpowered like lich but it's, i've got to play how, how did i get sucked in this world and it's like oh my god it's like yeah this yeah it, it's like if you like max world of warcraft you'd be level 99 forever you're just overpowered it's like it's like am i really like here now like i can't get out i'm i'm, I'm, I'm this person now yeah and, and the only thing i didn't like about the second season is that they kind of stuck they they stepped away from that whole oh my god i'm stuck in this world how did i get here and they just like all right now i'm in here i'm just doing my thing He's kind of becoming the creature again. Um, one game that I'm actually uh, looking forward to, I don't really have that many games on my uh, my wish list, but uh, Timothy and the Tower of Mew. It's a Metroidvania-style game. Nice. Um, it looked really interesting. It's supposed to come out sometime this year, but there isn't an absolute date. Okay. Well, just, um, it's similar to I don't know if you ever played it, but uh, Blasphemous. I know both of you probably played this, but it's also kind of like uh, Hollow Knight. What's it called? Uh, Timothy in the Tower of Mew. Timothy. Oh, uh, Timothy in the Mysterious Forest. Oh, there it is, Tower of Mew. I see. I see a Timothy in the uh, Mysterious Forest. Maybe is this a sequel to it? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, that does look good. I like the retro graphics on it, but they yeah. look very polished. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yoinkage. Oh, there's a demo. <gasps> is that on? Is that on Steam? That is on Steam. Yes, that looks good. That looks real good, actually. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, everything else you guys already mentioned, I have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I also have um, the Fatal Frame Project Zero, but that's been released, I believe. Has it been released? Because I um, absolutely... Dude, if Gur was here right now, we would be able to yeah, like... Yeah, yep. Uh, October tw- uh, 2001... October 27th, 2001, it was released. 2001? So it was you released in 2021? Yeah, 2021. Sorry. Oh, Holy I was like, shit. Um, hold up here. <laughs> I think I missed something there because I don't remember it coming out then. Sorry. <laughs> who, who were the makers? The Doctor? <laughs> I missed that release. But yeah, I might have to get that soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another game that's coming out, which is is not coming out until probably fourth quarter next year. I'm actually stupid excited about. Um, and even though everybody's going to complain, and I know it's okay, and I've heard the complaints already. Whenever I mention this, Starfield, I am excited for Skyrim in space. Like, I've got semi wood for Skyrim in space. That does sound uh, interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind a space-oriented uh, Skyrim where it's not exactly Destiny, but sort of a blend of both. Yeah, like my my ultimate game. Like that Destiny I- Quest, not Destiny PvP. Yeah, I, my like I would my ultimate game. Honestly, would be a like a a bastard love child of No Man's Sky and an Elder Scrolls game. Like I want to be able to jump into my ship, break Atmo, fly around, do my thing like a chicken wing, then drop back into Atmo and have a plethora of worlds. Like I would be okay. Like I love No Man's Sky. Don't get me wrong. The thing about No Man's Sky is it's it's so big. The procedural part of it makes it very over. Like, very encumbering. I would be okay with Starfield being two or three worlds really well fleshed out than necessarily being a thousand worlds procedurally based. I wouldn't mind something like that. Like, if it was, uh, say, Elder Scrolls mixed with No Man's Sky and elements of Kerbal's space you know, Kerbal project, whatever. Like, you don't automatically get your ship. You start off on a world, and you start resourcing parts to build your ship, and you make it to a point of where, okay, you fly fly your ship around the planet to get to other areas to get the stuff that you need to break Atmo. Well, yeah, that's like No Man's Sky. So like in No Man's Sky, you don't start off with a ship. You actually start off on a planet. You wake up and then you find a ship and you got you to gotta repair it or aka build it. And then once you build it, you can break Atmo, get into the galaxy. And then you've got to roam around in that galaxy to get a hyperdrive to actually get to a different galaxy and start the rest of the game. You know, it'd be a neat idea for a game for as far as a spacefaring game. Have like a bunch of worlds like fully fleshed out, like you said. But it'd be like an archaeological game where you you find like say lost and dead civilizations of like aliens. Like you're going around doing Dude, kind of space archaeology. Have you ever played Starflight? Starbound. 
No, Starbound is good. Have you ever played Starflight? Starflight, no. Okay. Starflight is literally what you just described. You end up uh, flying from planet to planet, and you, you're actually, like, you turn out to be a space archaeologist. Ah. Uh, I mean, I know Starbound, but that was 2D, but I meant, like, a whole 3D, like, you know, basically, like, you know, like, No Man's Sky book for archaeology, but if you already have it, yeah, never mind. Well, I, no, no, I, like, I need to check that out. Like, I would love to, I, to I would love out. to expand it. Like, I want, they've been working on different Starbound or Starflight projects for a long time now, but Starflight, you started off, so in... I'll go with Starflight 2 because Starflight 1 is a little hard to get into. Um, Starflight 2, you start off at you know Earth, basically. You start off the solar system. And you've got to find a different planet because the star is about to go supernova. And you need to find someplace else for us to live. So you literally start going from planet to planet to try to like scope out and find one where we can live. And they pay you. like You find a planet. You're like, oh, I think we can go here. I'm going to log this planet. Then when you go back and tell them all about it, they give you money if it's working or, or not. But there's like this huge nebula in the middle where there's like no sensor data anymore. In the first Starflight, that nebula was a lot smaller and you could like weave your way in and out. But in Starflight 2, the nebula is huge. So like there's so much data that you can't get in. You got to like go searching. You end up finding like you land on planets. You've got to find uh What's his face? Is you you like you stun animals, you capture them, then you bring them to other places to sell them. You get minerals to sell, so there's like a whole, you know, economy base there. Um, and then there's these. It's called the the Speeman, I think. I can't remember. They're like little blob things that are literally trying to take over the entire universe. They're basically cleansing everything. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought Seaman too, but I think they're called Speeman. But you end up going down to different planets. You find like information that leads you to a planet, to a specific coordinate. You go there. You find an ancient civilization. You start opening up and finding the information about it. Yeah, dude, Starflight. If you can get past the old, old ga- graphics and gameplay style, worth a play. I, I've spent many hours in Starflight. Honestly, I don't mind the old graphics and style of gameplay because, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big retro gamer. So, I mean, I, I think that would be kind of nostalgic for me. Check it out. Starflight. If you can, start out with Starflight 1 and then go to Starflight 2. They even have – they even made Starflight for the Sega Genesis. And if you're going to play, I would almost say play the Sega Genesis one better because it's more – it's more approachable. Than the PC version of the game. You know what's sad is I don't know if it's still there, but I saw a Sega Genesis version of Starflight at the game store not all that long ago. <laughs> it's a game, dude. It's Starflight Two is probably. I have been searching for a Starflight game like a Starflight Two ever since playing Starflight Two. I was hoping No Man's Sky was going to be my Starflight Two, and it's starting to kind of turn into it, but it's just not there yet. Like there's just this lust that I'm that I'm missing. Starflight is a lot like Star Control. If you ever played Star Control, there's a lot of elements that mix between Star Control and Starflight, but Starflight went more with the RPG exploration version of it than Star Control did. And it was much better graphics, and I think, in my opinion, much better polish. Man, all this uh Star Talk makes me want a um Open world, uh, Skyrim, fucking Fallout style fantasy star. 
Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully Starfield is going to give us that. Like, that's I'm hoping Starfield is going to be that game, that exploration, that space exploration game I've been craving. Like, I'm really hoping it's going to be. But we'll see when it comes out. But it's not supposed to be released until now, 2023, which probably means quarter four, 2023. So poses a question. I mean, we have a lot of you know a lot of cool games, indie games. What like game would you really, really like to see like a good remaster of? What would be like one game you'd like to see if they could just improve the graphics, maybe add a few more things to it? Like, what game would you like to see like a remaster, maybe a improved version of? A remaster or remake? Either you know, either or, okay. either or. You said Kid Icarus. Oh yeah, yeah. I want a modern. Um, well thought out Kid Icarus. Possibly even say uh um like Breath of the Wild style Kid Icarus. I would play that. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like I didn't I haven't liked and this this is probably gonna get me some hate from like the two people who listen to the show, but I haven't liked a Zelda game since A Link to the Past. And I, and I, I'm sorry, I played the 3DS version, which is a sequel to A Link to the Past. So I kind of lumped those two in together, like as the same game, really. But I, I, I tried Ocarina of Time. I tried Majora's Mask. I didn't like it. I haven't even bothered trying Wind Waker, um, or the newest one. What the hell's the newest one? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I, I haven't even bothered playing it. In fact, the one thing that turned me off from Breath of the Wild is everybody's complaint about weapons breaking so quickly and easily. And that literally just made me go floppy. Like, I was just like, that, that nah. is, Yeah, that is the one well, major downside. Last that and week, I thought the rain. Too much rain. Yeah, last weekend when you were watching me play, it was like, yeah, this gets annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I was, like, I was, I was like, okay. I'm going to like because you were playing it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. Like I haven't I haven't given a Zelda game a chance. I've literally just wrote, wrote off Zelda games like if a new Zelda game. So like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Like there was. And then when they did the, the remake of Link's Awakening, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't really like Link's Awakening enough to go get it. But it's like, hey, that's interesting. OK, the um, what was it? A Link to the Past? Not a Link to the Past. That was a Super Nintendo wasn't. What was the one for 3DS? What was it called? Good. I'm glad I was the only one who blanked on that. But the one that came out for uh, the 3DS, which was a sequel to A Link to the Past. No, no, that a was Link the, Between uh, Worlds. Link Between Worlds, yeah. That just, was it. The, the 3DS one was A yeah, Link Between yeah, Worlds. <clears throat> so, and when that one came out, I almost wrote that off. And then I went, you know what? Let me read into this. Let me at least give the effort to read into what it is. And then I read into it. I'm like, oh, it's a sequel. I'll, I'll, I'll play this. I loved Link to the Past. That was my game. I'll play that. And I did. I played it. I beat it. I loved it. But I really hadn't given Zelda games like really any like any merit. And I was like, all right, Zyber's playing. Um, I've even forgotten the name of it now. Fuck. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Thank you very much for the assist. Zyber was playing Breath of the Wild. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see what this is like. And I watched it, and I'm I'm literally watching it going, yeah, there's nothing about this game that's making me go, I have to go get it and play it. Like, I'm sure it's fantastic, but it just it wasn't speaking to me. 
I mean, I personally love Breath of the Wild. The wife and I have been playing that over and over again. We, we love it, but I mean, it's, it, it's, I mean, for a lot of people, that's not necessarily a Zelda game. I mean, did you try, I know you, the last one you really loved was obviously A Link to the Past and the sequel, but did you ever try some of like the advanced games, like Minish Cap was really good. Uh, Game Boy Color had the Oracle of the Seasons, uh, Oracle of the Ages. I, I don't know if I did. I remember there was the Four Swords, but I remember that being like a multiplayer game more than anything else. That was that was mainly meant to be like a multiplayer game in the Link to the Past realm, where you played it on the Game Boy Advance and um, also on the um, GameCube. You you know primarily played on the GameCube, and then you had a Game Boy Advance. It was a lot of fun, but you really, you know, it could also lead to a lot of fights. Me and the me and my brothers played it, and you, you know that how that went down. Mm. Oh yeah, probably was one of you guys <laughs> got beat. Probably fist fight or two, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, then there's the there's the spirit tracks on the DS and, and the um, shit. Now I'm blanking on the other one. <laughs> um, I didn't. As I said, I wrote off so many Zelda games for so long, like it, like Ocarina of Time, and I know, like, I am not saying it's a bad game. No way, shape, or form, it's a, very, it's a bad game. It's a beloved game, but it's not for. It wasn't. It wasn't a game for me. Everybody. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a game for me, and that, and like, it's okay because there's a lot of games that I play. Like, I love No Man's Sky, and there's a lot of people who hate No Man's Sky. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You can hate No Man's Sky. You can talk shit about it all all day long. That's still not going to stop me from liking it. Like Sea of Thieves, I love that freaking oh, game. It's fun. It's fun as hell. But there, but the thing is, you can talk shit all day long about Sea of Thieves. I'm okay with it because whatever you're saying, like I already find my enjoyment out of it, and whatever you're saying isn't going to change my opinion on it. And and like I'll I'll start conversations like when people start talking about No Man's Sky or Sea of Thieves or something. And they'll start talking about it, and they'll like. I know that they're going to get into why I shouldn't like it. I try to stop them. Like, hey, look, just heads up, nothing you're going to say is going to make me not like the game. So as long as you know you're that, you're in the middle know, of enjoying it. You can say whatever you want. Just you're not going to change my opinion. So if you're trying, like, don't waste your breath. And people still do, and people get really butt hurt when I'm just like, okay, I don't care. I enjoy the game. Well, it all comes down to this philosophy. I mean, what is, and I have the correct answer, what is the best game? What is the best game hands down? Whatever game you enjoy. The game you enjoy most. It's subjective. There you go. I'm still waiting for uh, Skull and Bones. I wish Ubi would get off their ass and just drop it already. Right? That That looks like so much fun. Like, okay, dude, there are three things that you will, like, instantly get me to say I want to play. Is it pirates? Is it ninjas? Is it space? It, you hit any of those three categories. Actually, I'm going to add in a fourth one there. Giant Ooh, space fighting ninjas. robots. You give me giant fighting space ninja pirate robots. I am going to spend so much money on that game. Like I will literally fund the development of that game. I think you already did that with freaking uh, Elite Dangerous buying all those packs. Oh, the voice packs? Yeah, like okay, I didn't, I didn't directly fund Elite Dangerous, but HTC, like their packs that they made, the voice packs. I'm pretty sure they're still in business because of me. I've got it. I've got a Cecil. All right, RTS Pirates versus Ninjas in Gundams in Space. Well, I mean, Gundams would take... Well, I don't know. Ninjas might have a shot. 
Actually, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. Pirates might have a shot at that too. <laughs> Shit. That could be interesting. I'm telling you, like, seriously, those are the four categories. You just say, like, okay. You say, hey, I'm making a I'm making a tabletop RPG where you got giant fighting robots. I'm in. How much how much is it? It's four thousand dollars for entry. I'm in. Like, can I can I buy the deluxe edition? Is that like ten grand? I'm in. Like, I'm already in. Yeah, but don't you want to hear more? No, I'm already in. How many times do I have to say it? Where do I write the check to? Just tell me. No, seriously, like those are the easiest ways to just instantly get me there. Um, so anyways, what, what what game would you actually remake or remaster? <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, you know what? You did ask that question. God yeah. damn, like. There are so many good games out there. It's it's tough to make a call. Like Kid Icarus is a good one. And I probably would have knee-jerked went directly to Kid Icarus. Honestly, if if I was going to remake or remaster a game and like really really do it just the way that they did it but like kick it up a notch, it'd probably be um Vampire the Masquerade. I think it was a uh, Redemption, I think was the name of it. It was a third person vampire the masquerade game however the multiplayer in it was where it shined because the multiplayer of it if you took the time you could literally design an entire campaign the the level builder character builder npc builder it had event triggered npcs so like you playing the game if you decided to build a game you could actually make npcs that triggered shit to happen like you could have event triggered like actions. It was I tried so hard at the time and nobody bought it, unfortunately. That was my problem. It's like I'm like, guys, we gotta play this game. Like, we've gotta play this game multiplayer. And they had a this fucking stupid ass DRM in it where it did it did a CD check and then it did a file check and then it did some other check. And it was a stupid fucking complex DRM that if you didn't actually own the game, you couldn't play it at the time. Now you can probably play it. Like, they've probably broken all that encryption on that. But at the time... That was on Bloodlines? No, that was before Bloodlines. Okay, okay. So I remember we ran into that issue when uh, when you got me a copy copy of bloodlines yeah an ipad yeah. copy yeah that was different bloodlines actually you could play it was just a you couldn't play multiplayer i don't even know if did bloodlines have multiplayer i don't remember but i remember redemption so redemption you actually played in the dark ages you started off as a character in the dark ages you turned into a vampire you played through this whole thing then you ended up getting like shoved into torpor you got shoved into a like a, a fucking coffin for a hundred years and then you woke back up and you're like hey i'm back awake and they're like hey you're like you realize that there's guns and shit now right and it's like what there's guns and shit like it was a it was a really good game it was a good story arc and it was a good it was a a very fun kind of story that went along with it but take that away which the gameplay was only like 10 hours the multiplayer of that game that would be like that right there for a tabletop like it was the best way to make a 3d version of a tabletop rpg because it made like it did all the calculations everything for you 
Like, you just had to build your character, throw the shit in there, and you could make it all happen. So I would say Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. But really go out, because they limited your clan selection in it a lot. I would say really, like, go full hog. All right, I only got a couple other games that I want to talk about that are on my uh, on my watch list. Um, and I, and just a heads up, I have not gone through all the games on my watch list. I have actually just been cherry picking some ones that were ones that I would like, yeah, I really want to play this. There's a cell shaded comic E style tactical, um, survival game. I guess the best way to describe it called undeadly. It's got. A lot of elements of like Fallout tactics in it, or like one of those other style tactical games. So it's kind of turn based, but action point. The artwork, this game actually, what caught me on this game was the artwork. The artwork is very cell shaded, but they took time to really narrow down and work on lighting. So lighting looks incredible in this like night shots you've got shadows you you, like it's just it's really really looks good um and again the the to be determined the the release date is to be determined but this game looks like it could be fire like i'm i'm excited about this uh and i actually found this game from playing uh zafe house diaries 2 and it just came up in my feed of like, hey, if you like Safe House Diaries too, you should go check this game out. I'm like, shit, this game looks really fun. But again, it's kind of on that cusp of when is it actually going to be released. So there's a question. Like, there's zombies for a long time was really hot. And then it kind of like filtered off and like, blah, blah, blah. There was a zombie game that you were going to remake. Like, full-on overhaul. It could be 2D and you want to bring it up into 3D. Like, like what what game... I guess what zombie game story, I really I guess I'm, I'm looking more interested in. What, what do you got? Zyber, go ahead first. Zombies ate my neighbors. Zombies ate my neighbors. My God. I think you just stole D's. God, that game, that game was he great. Did. He did. That game totally was, was... I remember that on Super Nintendo. And I think Genesis yes. had it, too. And it yes. was uh, it was just a very silly build your world. Like, how many levels was in that game? I want to say I got past a hundred and I never beat it. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let's let's try this out. Hey Google, how many levels is in the video game Zombies Ate My Neighbors? only 48 stages i swear to god i was in the hundreds in that game maybe i maybe only felt like hundreds because i kept dying and having to restart that's a valid thing zombie ate my neighbors so i'll have to come up with another one which i have okay on xbox stubs the zombie stubs the zombie oh my god that's a, that's that's one I haven't thought about in a while. It's a good one though. It's a fun game. I agree. 
See, a game I was going with, which they've actually already remade, but I'd want them to remake and be more, be closer to the classical gameplay. Be better. Um, and it's very loosely zombie based only because there were creatures in it that if they attacked civilians or your character, they would turn them into zombies. XCOM, you remember Enemy Unknown or UFO yes. Defense? So they remade yes. XCOM. And while they're fun, I don't feel that they are, I don't feel they're as close to the original gameplay as I would have liked. Um, and ironically, and I think it's long enough now that I can actually say this without being fined. Well, no, actually, I don't care. I bought, I've bought the game since then at least half a dozen times. And I mean the original, like UFO Defense, like the original one that came out in DOS. That game, XCOM UFO Defense, or Enemy Unknown, I can't remember which one, I think it was UFO Defense, was the first game I actually threw on an eye patch for. Enemy Unknown was like the one that I remember on, like, say, Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, that's the one that was on the console. Well, there were, there were, the, the name actually, like, it went back and forth. Like, Enemy Unknown and UFO Defense were the same game. It just depended on where you got it. Like UFO Defense, oh. I want to say, was the European version or some shit like that. I'm going to look it up later. But they were both the yeah, same the game. the only one I know of is the Enemy Unknown. That's the only one I know of. That's the one I played was Enemy Unknown. Yeah. But that was the first game. I can actually remember it was my... <sighs> Do you guys remember Chris Pigeon? Yes. Yes. Okay. I went, I went over there with, with you quite a few times. Yeah. So back before he stopped drinking. So, because I, I knew the guy for the longest time. I knew him when he was drinking, then when he stopped drinking, and then he started drinking back up again, then he stopped drinking. I mean, the guy had a shitty life. But anyway, before he stopped drinking from the first time I met him, I met him and his brother came over and his brother worked for IBM. And he came over because he was sitting in his house and he was hooking this game up on his computer. And I'm looking at it going, well, what's this? And he started showing me. And I'm like, that looks really fun. He's like, well, do you want it? And I was like, well, yeah. So he showed like he literally was the first person to show me how to crack an executable on a game to make it play without doing its DRM checks, without making sure it had the actual proper discs in there. I was like, holy shit. So, of course, like, I figured out how to do it, and that opened up a whole new world for me. But since then, I mean, like, I've literally, I bought that game. Like, I've got it on Steam. I went, I bought the actual physical box copy. I probably still have the box copy around here somewhere. Micropose made the game. I have thrown so much money at them for this game. I have easily paid for a license half a dozen times for the original as i said ufo ufo defense and enemy unknown whatever it was called i owned it now i'm interested what actually was it called what's it called on steam let me look it up hold on when you were when you were saying that i first thought back to aladdin a whole new world of crime a whole new world yeah, so it was UFO defense xcom ufo defense so the one that i got originally was called enemy unknown Oh, God. Did you guys ever play Terror from the Deep? It was the second XCOM game. So it was XCOM, UFO Defense, or Enemy Unknown. Yeah, I never played any of the XCOM. So XCOM was where you were on land. Basically, you know, 
Prague would get attacked, London would get attacked, all these different places would get attacked. It was all on land. Well, then, after you went to Mars, wrecked house on Mars, they came back, but they started taking, because they're like, oh, well, hold on. We're going to take over the sea, and we're going to infiltrate the sea, make bases there, because that covers more of the Earth than the land does. So we'll take over from the sea instead. So the intro to this game was them actually attacking like a cruise ship or something. UFO, so UFO defense was difficult. Like it was, it was challenging. Let's put it that way. Terror from the deep. Holy shit. They took the difficulty and they shot it up like 10. I have yet to beat terror from the deep. It took me a while, but I beat enemy unknown. Yeah. I have still to this day. As of right now, talking to you, I have never beaten Terror from the Deep. This is how bad it was. I even went and did save game editors and made all my guys the beefiest I could. I still have not beaten Terror from the Deep. Definitely worth worth a uh, worth a game though. And then the next one after that was XCOM Apocalypse. I think XCOM Apocalypse. And that was like, that was a weird one. That was, uh, that was very tactical, but it had real time tactical in it. And then I haven't, uh, I have Interceptor and Enforcer. I've never played either one. I own them, but I just never got around to playing them. And I do have the new XCOM games. I have XCOM Enemy Unknown, which is the newest XCOM game. Well, not the newest, but it was the, the remake of the, of XCOM. And I have XCOM 2. I honestly have not played XCOM 2 yet. I haven't finished Enemy Unknown, and I guess that's pretty bad. I should probably finish at some point in time. It's fun, but it just doesn't feel like the original XCOM game. All right, well, before we wrap this up, since I've been talking so much fucking talking tonight, um, anybody got any honorable mentions they want to throw out there? Anything that they're uh, looking forward to coming out? But I like to say that uh, the game that I would remake, remaster, oh, whatever. Yeah. What do you got? Would be the original Xenogears on PlayStation 1. <sighs> that would be, you know what? Yeah. If done right, it's kind of like if done right, it would be awesome. If done wrong, you'd Dude. ruin it. So it's a real thin razor, but right. I think it'd be awesome if done right. Okay. I'm going to ask you one question. What's in Xenogears? What's that? What's in Xenogears? What do you mean what's in Xenogears? Giant fighting robots. Yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, you had me there. Like, seriously. I thought, I thought it was a true question. No, no true question. You had me there. Xenogears. Of course I would say yes to Xenogears. They remade Xenogears. I'd just be sitting there throwing money at them going, like, how much? Like, do, you, do I got to suck somebody off too? Like, where, where are we going here? Who, who is it? Look, I have no gag reflex right now. I'm drunk. Let's make this happen. I thought it was like something from the storyline I was forgetting or missing. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> no, man. Robots? I'm not that, I'm not that complex. I am basic tonight. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> but that would be my choice. Good choice. Very good choice. Yeah, I would be all over that. I like that. Alrighty. Well, on that note, 
D, where can people find you at? People can find me on my website, MyCooperGamers, with a Z instead of an S, dot com. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook. <clears throat> of course, I'm on the G, uh, GNA Podcast Discord, you know, all the time. I've got my own Discord, MyCooperGamers. So, yeah, I've got my own YouTube channel. So, yeah, you can catch me on any of that. Nice. What about you, Zyber? Where can people find you at, man? Well, you can find me palling around on Twitch at Zyberblood. I am no longer banned. Yay. I got banned for a couple weeks. It was fun. Well worth it. Um, other than that, you can find me on the GNA Discord. Nicicles. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, you stream my tuner, your list. Oh no, shit, that's all that other stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking ever. I'm on Discords. I am, I am everywhere. If I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll go there as well. I got no problems. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people sign the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on Podcast Attic, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Google Play Music, or sorry, Google Play Podcasts. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a whole bunch of places. Uh, if we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there, too. Got no problem that. We are partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that with a little twist. Every time you buy a bundle of games from there, you also donate to charity. So if you go there and you enjoy, uh, and you go to bu- purchase a bundle, just make sure to put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. That lets people know that we sent you. We don't want your money. So if you see a little slider that you can give us money, nah, don't give us any. Give it all to the charity. Give it to, give it to the developers. Maybe throw a couple bucks at Humble Bundle. I don't care. Just we don't want your money. We just want to know that we sent you there. So we check those statistics every now and then just to see if we're, uh, just see if we're making a difference. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, we're gonna, we're actually gonna fire back up horror movie night. Uh, we've looked over at Cast GG and they look pretty solid. Actually, sorry, no, not Cast GG. We found another service. Crap, and I've forgotten the name of it already. But we will post it out there on Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot once we once we get the date and everything set up. But I think we are going to focus on some old school horror movies, and then kind of do we're going to do a run of three or four. Uh, old school horror movies and then jump to some newer school horror movies and then maybe do a back and forth back and forth see if we can do a vote i don't know see what's going on but i think we're going to try to stay with mainstream horror this time um you know the the nightmare on elm streets friday the 13th just cherry pick some ones that we want and then jump to some newer ones like uh they made some great remakes. We might do, maybe we'll do a remake night where we watch a couple, uh, couple of remakes of older style movies. Or maybe we'll turn it into, I don't know, maybe we'll do a, we'll watch the old and then we'll watch the remake and see what we like, see which one we like better. Who knows? But yeah, we're, uh, I was about to say, I might have to hijack one of those nights to do like a comparison night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so we're, we got some options. House on Hunted Hill. You got the original Vincent Price and then the new one. Well, oh, see, and that's the thing though, is I loved the original Vincent Price one. And oh, I yeah, actually, I, I, I actually liked the remake of it more. It's so weird. I like, it too, yeah. like I really enjoyed I like the way they went with it because I love the original Vincent Price because it was 
it was terrifying for the time and the premise that it was all him pulling the strings in the background. So when the new one came out, I'm like, oh, okay, I know where this is going. And then when they start, like they started leaning that way, like it was going down that realm and you're like, oh, okay. And then they kind of took a left turn and you're like, wait a second. This is not what I expected. I was expecting something different. Yeah. Yeah. It was really wild. And it has some great actors in it. Like it was fantastic actors. The second one, the sequel that they made to the remake was. I never watched the sequel to it, but I I love, I love the, uh, the original and then the remake. Those two together. I just make me happy. I mean, I like watching both. Watching the remake of house on haunted Hill. I almost cut my cat in two. Remember one. Yes, the little bastard. Wasn't that the one that used to like go after Nads? No, that no, was Tarball. That was Tarball. That was, no, was Mystic. No, I remember one. one was the really nice one. So, ironically, I loved one, and one I thought was really nice, but one was every now and then if she didn't like you, she would just like wait and just bat you in the face with her fucking claws right open. So she was a little neurotic at times, but I thought she was great. She was a fantastic cat. But she when one I was, was always nice to me. Yeah, because you were always hanging out with me. You didn't try to. You didn't try to take my lap over like my wife did, and then that was uh, it. That was it. Like one and my wife never really mixed well. Um, I'll probably find out some year that she was the one who actually like let her out or ran her over or something, and she just didn't want to tell me. But one, when I was watching <laughs> House on Haunted Hill, I actually I rented it on VHS. That's dating me here, folks. Rented on VHS. Us too. Yep. Us too. From from the corner store. Remember that corner video store in Salem? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember that. I still have. In fact, you know what's funny is is I have. Um, remember the uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day in N64? Yeah. The copy I have was the one that sold when I was going out of business from Video One in Manchester. Nice. Still have it. Well, I rented it from there, and I watched it in the middle of the night. Like, I'm watching it, because I, I never slept. And I'm sitting there watching this movie, like, yeah, whatever. Well, I chose the wrong day, because my parents weren't in the house. They left for some whatever trip. My brother, because my parents weren't in the house, he scooted off, and he was, like, at a party somewhere. Which, normally, he would bring the party to the house, but I guess this night he didn't. So, I was the only person in the house. I'm watching this movie up in my room on my fold. Remember when I had the couch up there and I just had the fold-out couch as my bed? I'm sitting yeah, there yeah. laying on this ca- like this couch bed, watching this movie. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay. It gets to that little twist part where it starts to kind of veer left. All of a sudden, the utility sword came unsheathed, and I'm just sitting there like with it next to me in the bed, like, okay, some shit's going down right now. Fucking the cat jumps up on the bed like does the half jump where it's sitting on the edge of the bed and it kind of like hi i'm here i literally sword goes up because that's what i had in my hands the cat just looks at me like oh shit and like all you saw was a blur of of one just gone like that would have been the perfect night for wouldn't it be funniest yeah f you and the horse you rode in on Anyway, we gotta finish the show here. Um, what I miss? We did uh, Hollow Bundle. We did Where You Can Find Us. Um, we've got a website at www.gnapodcast.com. We try to keep it updated with all the episodes on there. We have some links to our Discord, as well as we have a link to articles, which actually just pumps over to Microbrew Gamers right now because he's writing more articles than I ever would anyway. So if I write an article, I'll probably just submit it to him and say, hey, throw this up on your website. 
Ah, I think that's about it. Did I miss anything? I've drank a lot of rum, so I'm like... Sounds about right. All right. Well, gentlemen, I drink a bunch of vodka, so... Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. I had a ball. Absolutely, man. Have a great night. You too, brother. Have a good night.